Greetings, members old and new, and welcome back to the Possibility Department, where we use logical witchcraft as a psychological template. My name is Luciana, I'm your modern-day occultist, and here at the department, we embrace the mystery and entertain the possibilities of the great unknown. If you wish to join me and many others as we speculate on the possibilities of life's secret keys, head over to patreon.com slash thepossibilitydept and become an Occultist Lab member. By doing so, you'll get the two extra podcasts I post per month, workshops, videos, printables, group texts, group calls, and even one-on-one sessions. Head over to the link in the description, and I'll see you there. Alright, let's talk about some weird sh- Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Possibility Department Podcast. For this one, I have a Patreon exclusive for you. This is a solo episode, no interviews. I do have some awesome interviews lined up for October, but for this one, I decided to do a solo one, and this is a Patreon-exclusive podcast episode. I released this on Patreon about two weeks ago, I want to say. And speaking of Patreon, I do have an announcement. Um, I'm going to be deleting a lot of my public episodes. So if you're someone who likes going back and listening to those, you may want to do so soon because sometime this week I'm going to be deleting a lot of those and I'm going to be making them available only on Patreon. Um, I kind of want to start over here on the podcast um, and there are some reasons for that uh, that I explain also over on Patreon because I show I share a lot more over there. Um, This is going to become more interviews and uh, well-thought-out podcasts, but if you want uh, my personal experiences and um, my personal escapades and lessons in spirituality, not to mention, you know, the the courses in meditations and audio and video that I create uh, to kind of keep you juiced up with inspiration, um, then head over to Patreon and join us there. So, um, without further ado, make sure you listen to uh, my episodes before they disappear And here is a Patreon exclusive entitled, What is Witchcraft? Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Occultist Journal. Today I want to talk a little bit about this concept of what is modern witchcraft and how does it work. And I'm not talking about witchcraft in a traditional sense. Um, I'm talking about how we use it modernly as a template. And maybe this might be directed more towards people who use it in a more psychological way versus subscribing to any specific pantheon or deity. But to make it clear, I think it's awesome and amazing to subscribe to any pantheon or or deity. I often do find myself wishing that I had an easier time with that. It's a little more difficult to connect, you know, with this like mysterious force of all that is when you don't have a name or a picture for it. You know, you don't you don't know what the the all-knowing god goddess whatever force looks like, sounds like is. And so it's it's useful to kind of like funnel that energy into a human-looking container so it's it's easier to connect. My take is in reality. There's a, a mysterious force and I think it's bigger and greater than than we'll ever know. Perhaps when we die, right? Something to look forward to. <laughs> so I want to talk about what is witchcraft and how does it work. So witchcraft can be used as like a self-development template, right? Just like goal setting, 
just like um, productivity programs are systems of goal setting. Just like identifying beliefs that hold you back and reversing them and attempting to train yourself into a new habit or a new behavior so that you can ultimately, you know, change your experience, change your life. So one could argue that it doesn't involve anything supernatural at all. It's actually pretty natural. A person who sets a goal and accomplishes it and a person who manifests likely have a lot of in common, right? I mean, in the same way that our bodies are different and one food may be great for me because it has a nutrient that I'm deficient in, but that same food may have negative effects on your body. So it's it's kind of that same thing. So the same can be said for the mind, you know? Our minds are different and we respond differently to different methods of personal development. So while practicing um, acu, not acupuncture on yourself, that would be wild, practicing acupressure on yourself um, of EFT tapping, which is where you press on these different pressure points and you say affirmations um, so you can try to like train your brain to think more positive thoughts versus being self-deprecating or whatever the pattern is. So while doing something like that may work wonders on one person and leave them feeling confident and energized and unafraid to reach their goals, it may leave someone else feeling like they just performed something that was like totally ridiculous and bogus. And both the person who got enormous value from it and the person who thought it was fake are correct, right? They both analyzed the response that their mind and body had and made accurate assessments. It worked for one, not for the other. That's exactly why alternative health and healing is amazing as a supplement to modern medicine, but probably shouldn't be prescribed as a blanket solution to everyone on the planet. Because you guessed it, it doesn't work for everyone, right? So much of this spiritual stuff, so much of these modalities, all of these modalities are kind of try it and see. Because it's it's so specific to, to yourself and to how it's going to, you know, how you're going to respond. That's why I get so mad at these you know, like essential oil pyramid schemes, basically, where, you know, they're professing all sorts of magical powers that essential oils have for people in the modern day or the modern world who are, who maybe aren't turned on to witchcraft in this whole community. I think the thing that comes to mind with something like that is goop and, you know, them selling crystals for like hundreds of dollars and saying that, you know, they have like money powers or stuff like that. And it's just, it's not okay. So, I mean, shifting gears, it's important not to say harmful things about someone's personal development methodology just because it looks like a heap of nothing to you. Um, so, you know, just because something didn't work for you, it doesn't mean it's not working wonders on someone else who has a very different body from you or a very different mind, different patterns, different negative beliefs, past experiences, or past traumas. So this is kind of like the other edge of the sword. You know, someone who is like using essential oils in their personal practice or whatever and getting amazing results from it and it's lifting their mood and it's making them feel better. Like, it's important not to, you know, say anything negative or like judge that person for that. I think where it becomes problematic is when you start selling things to everyone, like as a blanket statement worldwide and saying like, this will help everyone because that's not how this works. These are all templates, right? These are all templates. And at the end of the day, they may all be placebos, you know? And to that, I always say, who cares? You know, everything is a freaking placebo. So why not? Just embrace it. If it's a placebo, then that's still fucking magical, you know? Give me a feather and tell me that it'll help me fly and I will fucking hold on to that feather, you know? So 
just because something, you know, feels like a load of garbage to you, it doesn't mean that it wasn't incredibly transformative to someone else. So these are all just different methodologies. There have been times when different healing methods have, you know, brought me to tears and helped me release emotions that I held on to for a long time. And such methods have, like, of course, been scrutinized and debunked, quote, by many over the years. Um, And that just illustrates exactly that, that it's very personal. You know, someone can say whatever they want about hypnosis, but you maybe had, like, a really personal experience with hypnosis. So, in short, just be kind. Now, that being said, like, to me personally, witchcraft, um, note that the word craft is in there, is something that you work on for a lifetime, you know? It's not just a finger snap to your dream life. Um, To me personally, witchcraft alters the state of the domino effect in your life. So we do this by paying close attention to patterns mostly, you know, patterns of thinking, patterns we've um, entered into or carried with us since childhood, or even patterns in our lives popping up over and over again. You know, how come every job I have, I suffer from the same boss? How come every dude I date has the same traits? How come everywhere I live, I'm miserable? You know, when we identify those patterns on a constant basis, we're able to maybe shift it in different ways. So to some people, this may be like performing a ritual and doing journaling and and identifying the pattern and realizing the root of it and realizing what behaviors are leading to this pattern and then like backtracking for some people, it may be hypnosis or EFT tapping or a meditation. We use these different modalities to identify patterns that are playing out and press pause, rewind, and then reset a new one in there. So to me, that's, that's magic. You know, that's, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's identifying these patterns in your life and, and creating a new one. And the thing is, is that there's nothing supernatural about that, right? That's just like a natural ability that we all have. It's our mind. It's all in our mind, right? Our mind governs literally everything. So, you know, in relation to identifying these patterns and why they're playing out, this is like popularly known as a witch's shadow work. Um, you know, this is delving into your belief system and determining why patterns are playing out. Um, it's looking into the parts of yourself that you maybe have kept in the shadows, so to speak, that you are maybe ashamed of, that you don't want other people to know about. It's admitting things to yourself. So, um, you know, for example, um, like four or five years ago, um, I did picture that one day I would have like a, a spiritual, um, you know, business or podcast or like reach out to people and talk about these things and just have open conversations and have that kind of like a place online, you know, because I used to consume so much content like that and it really helped me kind of um, place my experiences into containers and then identify patterns and, and reverse them. It was really helping me and I wanted to have a space like this, but I wouldn't admit it to myself that that's what I wanted. That was something that I kept in the shadows, you know, like It's not that I just wouldn't admit it to other people. I literally wouldn't admit it to myself. I wouldn't even let my mind go there. So shadow work can be a blanket of of a lot of things. And, you know, um, likely other witches will have other opinions. But to me, you know, here's how I think it works. Whether you acknowledge it or not, we're all governed by a very large collection of limited beliefs every day. A lot of the decisions we make and the actions we take throughout the day are not on a conscious level of thinking. We're so used to the same actions and the same decisions and the same small tasks that we do on a day-to-day basis that we sort of flip the switch on autopilot and we often do the same things over and over without questioning them. So, you know, ask yourself right now, if you had no fear at all, 
um, about anything. And you believed yourself to be smart and capable and beautiful and amazing and talented and destined to be successful. If you believed all that about yourself from the time you were born, what would be different in your life right now? Right? Possibly everything. So for me and a lot of people I know, everything would be different. But naturally throughout life, we internalize belief systems that hold us back from living out the dream lives that we want to live. You know, it's no one's fault. It's just the way the world works. Um, I grew up poor. Um, well, I say that. I didn't always grow up poor. There were lots of like ups and downs in my childhood. There were there were portions of my childhood where we were poor. Um, and I say that and I guess my definition of poor is like, you know, uh, government assistance at some points and, um, you know, not having a lot of food in the cabinet and um, at some points having like holes in my clothes and like holes in my shoes, like... So to be clear, that's like my definition of, of poor. There are obvious, for me, like for my experience, but um, now that I'm thinking of it, you know, there's maybe that's more broke, I guess. I don't know. Um, but so, you know, we grew up with not a lot of money at, at sometimes in my childhood. And I watched my parents, you know, work very hard um, for very little at some times. And we were always like bar- barely scraping by. But I knew that they were, like, such humble, good people and that they didn't deserve that, you know, that they deserved more, that they deserved, like, more abundance and more money and a better life. And so I internalized that belief that, like, money is for bad people and being poor is for good people. Like, it's this sign of humility, um, which led to my young adulthood wasted at a company that abused my labor. And subconsciously then, I, I the money I made, I just blew entirely almost in order to not have money in the bank. You know, I realized I was, like living out the same paradigm but by choice you know it wasn't like my parents where they literally had no money left because you know the bills were tumultuous and all that stuff I was living out that paradigm by choice because something in me associated having money in the bank with like bad people you know and so subconsciously I think I was blowing the money so that when I would look at the bank statement or you know my app or whatever I would see a low amount And to me, subconsciously, a low amount meant that I was a good person and I was working really hard and I was a martyr, you know? So, like, I internalized it in in this weird way and it's not anyone's fault, obviously. That was not my parents' intention. That's not what they wanted. And even when I was working this job, you know, they had several conversations with me, like, what are you doing? You, You can't do this. Like, you can't overwork yourself like this. You need to find something new. And I was just, I was so stubborn, you know? It's, it's because that belief was back there governing that, that, you know, people who had time to themselves were lazy, people who relaxed were lazy, um, you know, people who had friends and social lives were lazy, people who had money in the bank were bad and lazy. So I was living out the same paradigm and struggling with this lack of money and overworking and because that would make me good and humble. And I've touched on that before. So, I mean, we internalize what we see and what we observe in the world around us and those beliefs can govern us for years and years and years if not for the rest of our lives if we don't catch it you know that's where what's called a witch's shadow work comes in that's where you go in and you identify and you figure it out and i think the only difference in this and maybe like different psychological templates or the difference in this and just traditional goal setting or traditional self-development is the fact that we add this element of ritual, right? We add this element of like, that brings this ancient feeling, you know? Our, our, our world currently, we've lost the beauty and the feeling and the magic and the art and the poetry that is ritual. 
And what witchcraft does is it takes, you know, all of these things that I just talked about that are really very psychological and it, it pairs them with the beauty and the art and the magic and the ancientness that is ritual. And I think that that gives it more potency. So, you know, when you're trying to reverse something or you're trying to enter a new chapter of your life where you're no longer going to carry this belief or this thought pattern that's governing your entire life, that's holding you back, that's keeping you from achieving your dreams, when you want to let go of that, instead of just like writing, you know, a journal page like, oh, I want to let this go now, that doesn't feel very powerful, you create a whole ritual around it that almost like enchants that moment, that makes that moment memorable. You're always going to remember that moment. It does something to you. And the thing is, is I think rituals are like almost, I don't know, taboo for us. Like not in the spiritual community, obviously, but I mean, if you talk about rituals like out in the, you know, in the real world, I guess, um, people usually think you're just like referring to um, beauty or, or something like that. But if you use it in any other sense, people are like, oh, you're talking about like goat sacrifice or, you know, they, they go that, that route. But, you know, and I've talked about this before as well, but like a, a birthday cake is a ritual, you know, every year that you're on the planet, you get a pastry that has candles that are lit on fire and then you blow all over it. And then everyone's supposed to eat that cake now that your breath particles are all over it. Like, what the hell is that? what is that? You know, you graduate and you wear a weird square flat hat with a tassel on it and then you throw it up in the air after some words are said. What, what is that? Christmas. You literally take a tree and chop it down and bring it inside and put it in like a weird thing of water and then you put lights on it and decorations on it. There are trees outdoors. You bring a tree inside and you decorate a tree on the inside of your house. What, what, the, what, the, what what's that? That's a ritual. That's a ritual. Uh, there was this meme I saw. Oh, hold on. I need to read it. Okay. I paused it so I could look it up. It's actually a tweet by a guy called Cam White Astro. Um, I don't know anything about this account. It's just a, a tweet I came across, but It says, Christians say not to practice witchcraft or astrology, but celebrate the resurrection of a dead guy on the Sunday after the first full moon of the equinox. Then they drink wine and bread as his blood and body and enchant it over their animal sacrifices before they feast. (laughs) Oh, that made me laugh. You know, I mean, that's not a blanket statement for all Christians. There are certainly Christians who are, like, very accepting of this stuff. I've met Christians who like astrology and are totally in all this stuff. You know, there are Christian witches, um, Christian, like, Wiccan hybrids. That's a whole thing. So I think to make a blanket statement like that is completely unfair. But it illustrates a funny point that all of these things that we do are already rituals, you know? It's just the fact that you add, like, this word witchcraft to it that people still, still to this day, get like this weird stigma or this weird idea around what that looks like, you know, like, is there animal sacrifice involved, you know, like, are you worshiping the devil? And, and they just put like all of these connotations on it, which is so weird because like, we're so, this is 2020, you know, and I feel like so many people 
have have gone back to practicing more ritualistic things now because we we have a need for it i think i think as humans we have a need to mark transitions without ritual there's nothing to mark transitions what if you never had a birthday what if you never had a graduation what if you never had christmas never had easter never had anything nothing no halloween no which is our favorite obviously we all love halloween what nothing no new year nothing no transitions years just go by with nothing to mark it we need it we need ritual we we need traditions we need these things and so to practice you know witchcraft so to speak is to do it on a smaller level for your own personal things you know you've discovered that you've had these limiting beliefs around like let's say love that you don't deserve love that love is is bad or love is conditional or love is blah 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 whatever and you've identified those patterns and you've figured out where it came from and you've figured out how you want to shift it and what you need to do and you want to mark a point between you know your old life when you believed you weren't deserving of love and your new life when you believe you are deserving of love you want to mark that moment and you can do that with a ritual so what modern witchcraft is to me it's the marrying of the two right it's taking these psychological templates it's looking at the patterns in your life it's analyzing the way your life is is playing out it's figuring out the domino effects that are playing out in your life something as small as having a clean house or not having a clean house and how is not having a clean house affecting every single other area of your life because trust me it does the microcosm equals the macrocosm which is another element of modern day witchcraft and hermeticism right as above so below as within so without so within so without you know with within my spirit is is what's out in the world it's mirroring back at me the world is my mirror the world is my oracle and i have the power to create change in my world so how can I create that change to create change in my experience? So something as small as having a messy house is is dominoing into the rest of your life. It really is. It's causing stress. It's causing frustration. It's causing, you know, a lack of knowing where things are. It's it's affecting your time management. It's affecting everything. Everything. So if you can figure out systems and ways to keep your house clean, to get rid of the stuff that you don't like, you not only just affected your home, you affected the domino effect that is your life. So this is about the domino effect of life and shifting it and changing it and pairing it with art and poetry and beauty and ritual. And that's what I think witchcraft is. So, you know, I mean, there's there's still... Obviously, people who practice this don't face persecution like, you know, um, they have in, in the past. Like, we don't face that kind of persecution. We don't fear for our lives. But we face a, a, a subtle discrimination, you know, which is why most people don't even know that I do any of this because I just don't feel like dealing with it. I just don't feel like explaining myself. I don't feel like having this entire conversation where I explain what it is so that people don't think that I'm engaging in goat sacrifice. You know what I mean? So it, it still carries this thing, but in reality, it's, it's, it's not supernatural, I don't think. I think it's tapping into our natural abilities that we all have. We all have the power to create change and conformity with our will. We all have the power to change our lives. We all have the power to identify a pattern and say, pause, rewind, put in a new one. So it's it's not supernatural. These are natural abilities that we all have. This is just one way where we choose to tap into it. 
And you can tap into this into a million other ways. You know, so many successful people just went with good old fashioned goal setting. Amazing. It's literally the same thing. There's just, you know, a lack of, of the ritual, which some of us love and some of us maybe need more than others. So it's, it's all dependent on your brain, your body, how you intake information and do what works for you you know, and, and don't let, like, the fear of, of labels govern how you live your life. First of all, you know, no one has to know what you do in your private practice. No one has to know. That's no one's business. And second of all, what are you going to do? You know, spend your life ceasing to be yourself because what you are or what you do makes people uncomfortable, you know? If I had stayed the way I was four years ago, then I wouldn't have this platform, I wouldn't have anything, because I didn't even want to admit to myself that I wanted to talk about these things. I would listen to these things in secret, but I didn't even want to admit that I wanted to talk about it. I didn't even want to admit that this is something that I wanted to do. That was so deep down and buried that I couldn't even say it to myself. So, you know, I, I couldn't live like that now. I, I couldn't. Like, this, you know, this is the stuff I do. This is what works for me. This is how I interpret the world. The world is the oracle, right? You interpret it in a different way than I interpret it. So if you interpret it differently, that doesn't mean you have to be an ass. <laughs> so with that note, very snarky and very angry, I'm going to leave you right there and um, send me a message or drop a comment and let me know what your definition of witchcraft is and what you thought of this episode. Um, yeah, and I'll see you in the next one. Stay mysterious.